and we're back with another episode of On The Couch with your host, Cherise. On The Couch is your go-to weekly exploration of all things lifestyle, psychology and relationships. Each episode, we'll tackle real-life situations and explore mental health in a relatable way with special guests along the way, as well as some solo reflective sessions, it's sure to be a welcome break from any lengthy self-help book. Hello, Simone. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well, and how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. So in this episode, we're going to cover motherhood, parenthood and family mental health. So let's start off with tell me what being a parent means to you. Being a parent means to me, um, gives me purpose. Um, I've I've always considered myself to be a responsible individual anyway. You know, just makes you even more responsible, even more determined. And like I said, it just gives me that little bit more purpose in life. So if you can go back to a time when you weren't a parent before you had the children, how would you think your life's changed? I was quite selfish without even knowing I was selfish because it was just me and my world. I didn't have to consider anybody else. My time was my own time. My money was my own money. It was just all about me. And now I have to consider two other people that are so dependent on me. It has its pros and its cons, but also being a parent no one is ever going to love you more than those your children. And I think to me, that is the best thing about being a parent, knowing that those two little individuals, when they don't see me, they worry, you know, you just love so unconditionally. So the bond that you feel and the connection and the love yeah, is really important. Ever, I'm sure people do, but I've just never experienced that generally from another individual. So to know that I've got these two little people that are so you know, love me and I'm just the best thing in the world to them. And my little one, mommy, you're so beautiful. And he generally thinks I'm the most beautiful thing in the world. That, that's lovely, you know. Does being a parent differ from motherhood? And if so, how? Yes and no. I think my experience is, is that, you know, you're going to be a parent when you're carrying a life. You just don't know what you're going to expect. And then when this life is here, and you've brought this life into the world. That is welcome to motherhood. Like the journey starts now. And I think you just learn, you learn something new every day. Your children teach you something new all the time. But I think that's when motherhood started for me. That's what I would say. Welcome to motherhood. Yeah, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be a mum. But until those individuals are here, that's when you really experience motherhood, I think. So it's a constant learning and yeah, challenging constantly. along the way. Constantly. And what are the challenges then of motherhood or parenthood? What stands out to you? I think for me, my challenge has being a single parent and obviously that has its own challenges as itself the challenges of being a parent and motherhood I just think it can be difficult I think sometimes being a parent you kind of put yourself on a back burner and and you forget about yourself because you are a parent and sometimes you don't see past that you kind of lose sight of who you are so in terms of your identity your identity yeah but I think everybody's experience is going to differ and you talked about being a single parent And you've got two young boys. What is it like? I mean, looking at friends, a lot of my friends have boys. I've always wanted to have boys. I I just think for my own personal reasons as well, that bond between their mums and their sons is just amazing, to be honest with you. Challenges, I think as a mother, you know, your son's first relationship with a woman is with you. So, you know, you cover them with love, nurture, nature. As a parent, 
And as a single parent, I don't think mothers can teach their sons everything. There has to have, even if the father's not around or if he's not a significant role model, they have to have a positive, constructive male in their life to teach them things. Mum cannot do everything. I've learned that personally and I see that every day professionally in my role. So yeah, it definitely does has its challenges. It really does. And you said about experiencing it personally and seeing it professionally. What do you think some of the consequences of not having an equal balance of role models in terms of gender? Um, for males, I think sometimes it affects the relationships they go on to have with, you know, in their intimate relationship, you know, that abandonship or if maybe if mum was too strict, then they grow up and they want to be the dominant person in the relationship. They want their voice to be heard. I think it has definitely has its pros and its cons, definitely. And obviously you're raising two boys in London. What are your concerns? Do you have any concerns as they get older in terms of the environment? I have concerns now and, you know, one's approaching eight and one's approaching four. I think especially raising my boys in London, I mean, you can't wrap them up in cotton wool forever, can you? But it's just... If I could just keep them at this age forever, I'd be so happy. The thought of, you know, my eldest son having to get on a bus and go to school by himself and, you know, having friends, that it's an extreme worry to me. If I could just drop him to school till he leaves school and goes to college and he can drive and then do his own thing, I I really would, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think I'm protecting over them anyway. Yeah, but there's a lot of fear around that. Yeah, there's a lot of fear. I mean, most recently my son was at Play Scheme in a different part of London, because although we are in London, we're on the outskirts and crime is very low in our area. It's a very well-to-do area. And there was an incident where maybe I was thinking of my professional hat on, but I saw it as going down the road of grooming. And I just thought, oh my God, for my son to be in that experience at seven years old, for me, it was just everything just flashed in front of me and I just it was horrible to be honest with you it really was I spoke to like the manager and the safeguarding lead and then I had a conversation with my son but I do worry sometimes that perhaps he is not gullible but he is easily led he likes to please people and that can sometimes be your downfall in life especially if people latch on to that you know that can be seen as a bit of vulnerability or yeah so would you say he's like sensitive and trusting of other people definitely most definitely. He really, really is. I think, you know, you could tell him it was raining Skittles and he'd believe you. If, if he liked you, you know, he'd really want to believe that that was the case or at least that was going to happen sometime soon. And you talked about that bond between your children and giving you a sense of purpose. Can you think of any other joys of, of parenting? Um, just learning new things every day, you know, just having, how would I say, just having constant love from somebody and Again, it's just been unconditional and, you know, the memories that we create together. You know, my children teach me things about myself that I never knew that I had, like my strength, my resilience, patience, all the key factors, to be honest with you. We've obviously been in the pandemic for the last 12 months or over 12 months now. Yeah. So has your experience of parenting changed during that time? And if so, in what way? Most definitely. I mean, before the pandemic, I would always be that mum that drops my kids at breakfast club, have breakfast there or drop them on the doorstep at nursery. They have breakfast there and we never have that time together. Or the only time I'd get to walk them to the school gate or give them breakfast at home, it was if it was half term and I wasn't working, I was on annual leave or they were sick or I was sick. And obviously my children were still going to school as because I'm a key worker. And that time together, me actually 
waking up, getting dressed together, being able to give them breakfast, queuing up with them, taking them into school. I love it. And, you know, when the pandemic comes to an end, that's my new way of life now. I I want to be that parent where I pick my children up from school and I have that time to sit down and do their homework with them because we're not getting home at 6.30. We have more quality time together. You know, we can cook together. We can have dinner and watch a movie and then shower and go to bed. Whereas before, everything was so crammed in. So I think if the pandemic's taught me anything, especially in my household, it's just really enjoying that quality of time together and having that quality of time. And I think the pandemic has probably allowed a lot more families to have that together. Be it slowed things right down and give you permission yeah. to have that quality time. Exactly. Make you enjoy things more and be creative with what you have and, you know, where things were not open, like soft play and, you know, jump arenas and stuff like that. We had to use what we have, you know, get creative, use the garden more, go for a walk. Although we couldn't go on the swings in the park, but running around the park and, you know, getting bubbles and blowing bubbles in the garden. It was just, it was really, really nice. I know everybody, it hasn't been a great experience, but I think for me, I've learned a lot more about my children and the quality of being a parent. Because sometimes working and being a parent, it's hard to find that balance. Pandemics made it a little bit easier for me to have that with my children. And it's lovely. And have you had the support from work in being allowed to have the time? Yeah, I mean, work have been quite flexible with me. Even now, I'm still taking my children to school in the morning, which delays my working day by about 15 to 20 minutes. So it doesn't really make a difference in the morning. But in the afternoon, I have to leave work at like 2.30 to pick them up. And although there's no pressure for me to make, you know, the time up, I always show willing and even, you know, I come home, I log on. And my manager will sometimes say to me, you know, why are you online at six o'clock going to spend time with the children? But um, yeah, they have been flexible. They really have. Let's hope that continues. Work is a big, important part of your life, isn't it? So yeah, being definitely. at home with the children is really positive and having that quality time. But then not being able to go into the office as much. What was that like for you? Oh, gosh, that was really hard. I, initially, I really, really did struggle because... Sad as it sounds, work was kind of like my outlet, like that adult interaction, you know, getting, waking up in the morning, getting dressed, feeling like myself and not just at home in your house clothes, just feeling like mum. You know, it was hard, I'll be honest with you. Isolation is something I've always struggled with anyway, but then having no choice but to be isolated. I really, really did struggle with it for a while. And um, although some might say you wasn't isolated by yourself, I really, really was because you couldn't see family, really. Couldn't really see friends. You wasn't going out in your daily routine. You was just literally in the house. I did struggle with that a lot for a while. And I think it did have an impact on my mental health, I'll be honest with you. And there were some real, real dark days. And although, you know, the weather was warm and you could sit out in the garden and go for walks, on those days, you just really didn't want to. You literally just wanted to log on, do your work, log off and just not face the world, really. And in those dark days, how did you manage to push through? I always tried to fall back on my faith. So I prayed a lot, spoke with friends, just knew that brighter days were coming, even though we couldn't see those brighter days. I think also like just being at home, not being able to exercise, go out. I think it took a toll on my physical appearance. So even then when I needed to go out, I didn't know what to wear or I didn't feel comfortable. So I was really just glad when they announced that I'd go back in the office or when I decided to go back in the office in September. So being able to go back into the office has really helped you. 
Most definitely. Yeah, it really, really has. It really and you has. had some dark days and yeah. it was impacting on your confidence and self-esteem and well-being, not being able to exercise and have those outlets that you usually would have. I mean, I know I'm not the only one that feels like that. A lot of people have gained a bit of weight in the lockdown, but it's like now that we are out or going out or allowed to go out, you know, you can go out, but it's that fear like, oh, how do I look when I go out? Or feeling confident as you did a year ago you know Mm. or just over a year ago talking about how it takes a toll and sometimes impacts on how we feel about ourselves being a mum is one aspect of your identity what else in terms of identity is important to you and how do you allow other parts of yourself to come out I'd say over the last four years I've actually struggled with that and I think people that are close to me perhaps even if I don't say these things I wear it sometimes I kind of lost sight of who I am and more just mum. And I don't know like how to get that healthy balance or regain that. I don't know. It's a work in progress. It's something I'm working on. Yeah, it has been a struggle. I don't know. I think if you don't have an outlet and you are just work mum, work mum, automatically you will lose sight of who you are. Yeah, and it's quite heavy and weighs you down. Yeah, it really does, you know. And it's difficult because you're doing it on your own. So even if you wanted that outlet or space and time, it might not be easy to access that. Exactly. I think that's the hardest thing as well. I mean, people always assume that if you don't have your children, you want to go out and be wild and be wacky. But for me, it would be nice to just like maybe have a lie-in or meet up with a friend, have a coffee, or even maybe just a bit of light pampering, or even just going to the gym, you know, something that you could say I've done for myself today rather than what I'm doing for my boys, then me, you know? Because even if I have to go to the hairdressers, the boys have to come. Even little things like the nail shop, I started doing my nails at home because I couldn't always bring both of them with me, especially, you know, when the shop gets busy. Just little things like that. It's so important for us mums to have that because... People don't understand how important it is just to feel like yourself and look like yourself before you were mum. Because that's still part of you. Yeah, but it's so easy to lose that if you're not able to maintain it or you don't have the support around you to facilitate that, you know. And talking about support, have you ever had any experience of any mum shaming in the past or not felt good enough? It's a continuous thing to me. I've always had that. I think Prior to me having children, I was mum shamed without even being a mum because I was the last in my circle of friends to have children. I was the late mum. I was constantly asked, like, so when are you going to have kids? Like, you're getting older now. And I think, well, oh, not really. I just wasn't ready. And, but I think even now I get mum shamed. I always have the assumption or people always make the assumption or she's a single mum of two kids, you know, no child's father around, although he's there, he's very much in the background. People always make the assumption that you're not working, you're not a professional. I'm very casual but quirky when I go to work because so, you know, I don't wear office clothes. So they, you know, assume that I'm not going to work. And then when I tell them what I'm doing, it they're so thrown back or when they hear me speak, they're oh my gosh. I mean, I get it all the time, especially with, you know, my son, eldest son's teachers when I go to meetings. They're very, very thrown back. And it's really hard, you know, like I think sometimes us mums do it without even thinking. And, you know, there was an experience I had yesterday and I was asked, so how do you find it being a single mum? The way it was asked, it was almost like, oh, it it was horrible how it was asked because I don't see myself as a single mum. You know, I'm a single parent. Um, I'm not just a single mum. I don't see that 
just to be my situation. And I didn't choose that situation. Unfortunately, things broke down and here we are today. But sometimes people forget that it's better to be a single parent for your children and for your children to see that mum and dad can co-parent and still be in the same vicinity, can go to Christmas place together, but not be together and just work for the best for the children rather than being in a relationship to say that you've got mummy and daddy in a 2.4 household. Both of you are unhappy and then that reflects on the children. I'd rather not have that for my children. And it's down to the individual, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And we're all going to have different experiences. You know, our journeys are always going to be different. And that's what makes us different. We're individuals, you know, we're not the same. And those those kind of experiences, do you absorb this information? Or are you able to kind of back it back and say that's their stuff? And what was that like for you? I think I used to take it on, but I think I'm just generally that person anyway. Someone could say to me, oh, I really don't like that outfit on you or, oh, you look like you've put weight on and that will play on my mind anyway. But I've learned now I'm proud of who I am. I know my children are proud of me. I know that I do the best for my children, given what we have or what we don't have. I couldn't walk in your shoes. You couldn't walk in mine. We're completely different. Our journeys are different, you know, rather than shaming each other. Why don't we use our experiences together? try and uplift each other you know um even at the school gate I'm always that that mum like oh hi morning you look nice but I know a lot of the mums are like look at me like oh who does she think she is kind of thing but pay someone a compliment because that goes such a long way rather than you know being horrible to someone because that could really throw someone over the edge you know and I think we're all carrying so much as it is you know sometimes us mums we carry a lot and just someone to say oh hi how are you or have a lovely day or you look nice that can just mean so much you know and that might have been the only contact that that person's had that day exactly you know and I think especially in the morning that's starting somebody's day you know and and to think that someone started their day being insulted or not feeling good it's just that's just not me and at the beginning of the pandemic you were obviously homeschooling what was that like I'm not a teacher the way we were taught growing up compared to how our children are taught now is completely different. You know, when we was growing up, we was taught A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now there's this whole phonics stuff. And, you know, my son would say, mom, you're saying it wrong. That's not how my teacher says it. And I'd say, oh, okay. But it wasn't just homeschooling because I was working during the day and then I'd have to try and slot in the lunch break to do some teaching and then have the children go in the garden to do their PE lesson. And then make sure I log off at four to do an extra hour for the day. Mm. And then school got really, really strict. You know, they wanted work submitted every day by 2.30. And that was really hard, especially getting my older one just to sit down and concentrate. And where he was kind of left to his own devices using his iPad. And I think that he'd be working on Google Chrome. He was actually turning the volume down and going on YouTube and watching all his little blogger friends and all these things. Um, whereas the little one would be fine he'd just sit his headphones on and he would do his work (laughs) with his teacher but again it was trying to police that while you're working and I guess given the line of work that I do there were certain conversations I couldn't have while my children were doing schoolwork as well so yeah that was really challenging but then towards the end it was good because we found a good routine and it was also good to find out how my children actually learn and their style of learning you know one is more practical and one is just give him a book and he'll just read it, you know, and he just, you won't hear anything else from him. But yeah, it was really, again, a learning curve. And I learned so much more about my children and maybe a little bit about myself as well, because some of the maths work my son was getting, I just didn't have a clue. I'd have to start Googling (laughs) stuff and I just, 
Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so even though it was a difficult experience, it, it sounds like you've connected with the children on a, on a deeper level and in a different way. And you know a lot more about them by having that time yeah, with them. Definitely. And they really, I don't think I give them enough credit for how intelligent they are because, you know, it, it's amazing to see. It really is. I think when you go to like parents consultation or parents evening, you don't really see the extent of your children's learning or their work. Seeing them do it in front of you is completely different. Finally, do you have any messages of hope for other parents out there that may be in a similar situation to you? Um, Message of hope. Something I'm trying to live by myself one day at a time. You know, we can't do everything all at once as much as we'd like to, as much as probably our lifestyles tell us that we should. Give yourself credit more than criticism because you're doing a bloody good job. And even if we feel like we're failing, believe me your children have no idea and as long as they're happy that's all that matters then you know you're doing a good job you know seeing the smiles on their faces you know you're doing a good job so don't be so hard on yourself I would say slowing things down and being more compassionate to yourself yeah you know your hard work is paying off through those little children you know they're happy they're healthy that in itself speaks volumes well thank you very much for that Simone thank you for having me that's it for this week's episode of On The Couch. To keep up to date and ensure that you never miss an upload, be sure to subscribe. For all things therapy related or simply to get in touch with any questions about the show, head over to shereesamusa.com.